Well, very good evening and welcome to Friday Sport Preview here on Manx Radio. I'm Rob Pritchard taking you through to 6.30pm this evening. So coming up in tonight's programme, we'll be taking a look at the latest fixtures of the Manx football season as the new 22-23 campaign enters its second full week. And after a night to forget for FC Isle of Man in midweek, the Ravens will be looking to provide a big response when they welcome Prestwich Hayes to the bowl tomorrow night in the NWCFL Premier Division. In rugby, Douglas, they'll be hunting for their first points of the new season and Vagabonds begin their latest campaign with a tough test off-island. Whilst domestically, there are two intra-club derbies to look forward to on Saturday. And in hockey, the mixed mixed league season enters its second week and we'll look at what's in store there. Well, that is all to come this evening. We'll turn straight to Manx football and we'll bring him straight in now. Tony Meppham joins me once again. As ever, Tony, very good evening to you. Good evening to you, Rob. Now, before we get into the fixtures, obviously, there are going to be marks of respect paid across football and other sports this weekend following the sad passing of Her Majesty, Queen Elizabeth II. So, uh, before we take a look at the fixtures in a bit more detail, could you just explain from a football side of things uh, what will be observed this weekend yeah my understanding is that uh, all the fixtures right the way through um, we'll have a, a minute silence and, and rightly so too because uh, I know one or two people said why did you postpone the games last week um, it was really a director from the English FA and we followed suit because uh, our president is uh, uh, Prince William if you like and our uh, patron was the Queen so it was only right that we do it and um, somewhere along the line we've got to show our respects and that'll be done tomorrow on field and uh, last week it was more off field because it had happened so soon Absolutely. Well, let's uh, take a look then at some of the fixtures that are taking place this weekend. And uh, well, before we get to tomorrow, we do have the Friday night football. It's returning. We have one game in Canada Life Combi One this evening, seven o'clock kickoff, and that's St John's, and they take on Douglas Royal. Yeah, I think I'm looking out the window here, Rob. And uh, the first half will be played in brilliant sunshine and um, nice and light, but it does uh, come in the darkness quite quickly, and uh, the lights uh, will be on right from the start. And second half will be played in the darkness, but uh, certainly uh, combination one, Douglas Royal. Got uh, one or two sort of season campaigners in there, but St John's, you got to remember, were combination two champions last year, uh, so they'll be pretty strong. You can see by the first team the way it's going, the players are filtered through. A lot of good young players in that St John's team, and uh, I think tonight when we get the score through about half past eight, quarter to nine, uh, I think it'll be St John's that'll take the victory. Very well. Let's take a look at the weekend. They're moving to Saturday. Games kicking off at 2.30pm with a couple of exceptions, which we will get to. Let's start then with the Canada Life Men's Premier League. And there are six games down for Saturday. Yeah, and uh, Uni Mills played on uh, Monday. Well done to uh, St John's and Uni Mills for getting that game in. Uh, they lost the fixture on Saturday and uh, they couldn't do it Tuesday, Wednesday. People got work commitments, but they found availability on the Monday. Just shows you that floodlights are worth having, Rob, if you've got fixtures outstanding. And uh, Uni Mills put a good uh, battle in, but St John's was just too strong for them and uh, Andrew Chadwick was on fire. Hat-trick for him. Uh, but uh, against uh, Russia, and Russia will be licking their wounds from a couple of weeks ago uh, where they got uh, sort of beaten. Uni Mills uh, pitch, it's a good pitch this time of year and I think it'll make for a good game of football. Pleasant surprise when I watched Union Mills pre-season. Um, got quality in there, good young players. But Russians' experience, I think, will get them the victory. Royal against St John's. St John's absolutely flying. Top of the league, played 2-1-2. And I expect them to beat Royal. Onken against uh, Douglas High School All Boys. 3.30 kickoff because the stadium at Onken is still not available. Uh, but it'll be a close battle. 
But I just think um, with old boys missing one or two players, Onken could get their first victory in the top flight uh, this season. Uh, Corinthians against Laxey. Corinthians have got players back in. This is going to be the game, I think, of the weekend. And we're going to cover this one live for Manx Radio uh, tomorrow afternoon. Uh, so I'm going to go for Corinthians just to uh, sneak it. Ramsey against St George's. St George's missing all sorts of players. And to get the fixture on t- uh, tomorrow, they've had to make some signings. So I think they'll be a little bit weaker unknown to each other how they play so I'm going to go for Ramsey to win and air against Peel I think uh, Reese uh, Oates is away on holiday so I just think that Air United have got an opportunity here but I think it's got draw written all over it Very well well let's take a look we've got four games then in the DPS Limited Division 2 Douglas and District against Michael. Michael, a uh, great pre-season, so if they can continue that form, then against D&D, uh, they might be able to uh, sneak something. But uh, I think D&D will have their own uh, plans because they've had a good start to the season. So let's go for Douglas and District just to win it. Uh, Jim's against uh, Douglas Athletic. A little bit difficult. They've only played, or some teams haven't played any. Uh, so I'm going to go for Jim's just to take that. Braddon against Castletown. Castletown, in many people's eyes, with St Mary's, are the favourites to take the DPS Limited Division 2. So I'm going to go for Castletown to beat Braddon. And Governors Athletic against Colby. Uh, Colby, great to see them back with uh, two teams in the league. And I'm going to go for Colby to take victory. Very well. Let's move on to the combination divisions then. And I do believe we have four games down in Canada Life, Combi 1. Yeah, it's always a bit of a needle in a haystack, this job. But uh, start the season just till you suss out where they are. But Russian are usually one of the stronger teams in this league. So I have to go for them. But again, I watch Union Mills uh, pre-season and a lot of good young players coming through. So you've just got to let them develop. Douglas High School Old Boys against Onken. I know Old Boys have been struggling to get a team together, but they should be fine, so I'll go for Onken just to pip that. Laxey against uh, Corinthians. I'm going to go for Laxey with just a narrow victory against uh, Corinthians and Peel against there. I think Peel are the other team that are going to be battling with Russian at the top of the table, so I'm going to go for Peel to win. And last but certainly not least on Saturday, we have five games down for the DPS Limited Combi 2. Yeah, and there's always a good battle going on there in Combi 2 each season over the last couple of years. And Michael against uh, Douglaston District, go for Michael to win. Castletown against Braddon, good young team. Braddon now starting to bring players through. I think Town will have the experience, Castletown to take victory. Colby against uh, Foxdale. I know Colby again have got some good young players in there. Watched a little bit of the under-18s game on Wednesday. and going to go for Foxdale to win. St Mary's against uh, Malou. Uh, Malou had a good victory, didn't they, in the first week and scored a few goals. But I think uh, St Mary's might just uh, be able to take it, if not a draw. And Poros against Ramsey Centre and Old Boys. I'm going to go for Ramsey Centre and Old Boys. OK, let's move into Sunday then. We'll start off with the Canada Life Women's League kicking off at 2pm. We have two games down for tomorrow. There was originally three, I believe. Yeah, we've uh, lost a game. Castletown uh, didn't have enough players. They've got some uh, th- something on. I don't know what it is. But uh, Malou against Onken. Uh, Onken have uh, done well over the last uh, sort of uh, couple of years getting the team together. Uh, so against uh, Malou, I know Malou have got a lot of hockey players in there. But I think they played each other pre-season and Onken won it. So there's an indication where that game's going to go. And the massive game, Peel against Douglas Royal. I know uh, Douglas Royal lost one or two players, one or two retired as well. I'm going to go for uh, Peel for a comfortable victory. And then, again, last but certainly not least on Sunday, we have two games in the Masters football. Got to be careful with this one because I know the fellow who manages Corinthians Masters, but, um, you know, Governors Athletic always got a strong team. I know Corinthians have got one or two players missing uh, because of the uh, junior tournament at uh, Laxey, so I'm going to go for Governors to win that. And Colby against Peel, the two powerhouses, if you like, in Masters football. Peel won the league last year. Colby have won the league uh, a couple of times as well. 340 kickoff at the bowl, this one is. I'm going to go for Peel to win.
Well, that's your roundup as ever. Comprehensive from Tony Meppen there on the Manx fixtures taking place. Well, FC Isle of Man, they'll be hoping for a positive response to defeat in midweek when they face Prestwich Hayes at the ball tomorrow night. Saturday's latest NWCFL Premier Division clash comes after the Ravens went down 4-0 away from home to fellow promoted side Berry AFC on Tuesday evening. Going into this weekend, the Manx side sit 14th out of 22 sides in the league standings after nine games. The Ravens have just won, have one win in their last six, and that came back on 23rd of August in a 1-0 victory away to Padiham. Meanwhile, Presswich Hayes currently lie 10th in the league table. They're two points ahead of FC Isle of Man, but crucially have played two league games less so far. And the Greater Manchester side, they'll be looking to avenge back-to-back defeats in their last two outings, which were a 2-0 defeat away to high-flying AFC Liverpool. That was on the 3rd of August and a 2-1 home loss against Kendall Town. FC Isle of Man versus Presswich Hayes takes place at the ball this Saturday, kicking off at 6pm. We at Manx Radio will have you covered. Manx Radio will be providing full live match commentary of the game on AM 1368 and digital platforms. Well, Tony, we've got around 60 seconds here. I did watch the FC Isle of Man game against Berry on the live stream on Tuesday night and I watched um, assistant manager Lee Dixon's interview afterwards and he, he certainly didn't hold back. And to quote some of his words, the uh, first half mentality from the first whistle was a disgrace. He said the first half it was like men versus boys, but he did note that there was a noticeable improvement in the second half, but there was the feeling the damage might have already been done there. They were 3-0 down at half time, 4-0 the final score. What needs? They just seem to be in a little bit of a rut, maybe confidence-wise, and just trying to click. What do FC Alabama need to do to get something from this weekend's game? I think it's player-wise as well, Rob. When you look at uh, Sean Doyle, Dan Simpson, sort of missing, you've got other players there who haven't been available. So it's a step-up league as well. Uh, they've got to see how it goes, but they're shifting a lot of goals, aren't they? There's a lot of goals uh, being conceded. So defensively, they need to try and uh, strengthen things up. But uh, I listened to Lee Dixon's interview, and I know one or few, uh, one or two people I've spoke to have been quite critical of it uh, but if it's going to fire the players up then he's got to say it and if the, he's looking at the players at training and everything if they're not putting it in then he's going to you know rule with a hard fist and that's what he's done Chris Bass is away at the moment so it's left to uh, Lee I noticed Paul Jones was down training them um, so it's again just building confidence ask to get a little bit more and let's just hope we get a big crowd down there for them as well because the nights are drawing in so everybody's looking for something to do and uh, we're better to go down the bowl and watch a, a good game of football and uh, you can have something to eat you can have a drink as well and then go home or you can go to the pub afterwards it's all there Absolutely and just on the on, on the flip side just to, to counter that there were some negative points from that game but Lee Dixon was very quick to point out praise for certain players in the way that they uh, adapted to the challenge of the game one in particular he mentioned young Tiernan Garvey huge game for such a young player to come into but Lee Dixon described him in his words as arguably the, the shining light on what was a difficult performance Furo Davies he mentioned put himself about well up front maybe just didn't quite get the service Alex or Maitland. support he yep. was looking for and Alex yeah Alex Maitland was, was picked out as well so there are certainly positives coming from these games. It's just getting them to click together because sometimes a couple of good results can make all the difference. And it's worth pointing out as well, if you look at the points in the table, there's certainly no panic going on at the moment. Oh, there's no panic going on. But when you look at that uh, top of the table, it's really strong. And you look at uh, FC Alamance's uh, fixtures running at the end of the season. They're all the big boys, aren't they? So it's going to be difficult for them. But, you know... <laughs> They don't want it to be easy. You know, last year wasn't easy, but they just had that little bit of luck. This season, they don't seem to have uh, had that. And, you know, the players have got to sort of step up. I know speaking to Alex Maitland, I think it was a couple of games ago, uh, and he played and the, the guy who was marking, he said, I couldn't get near him. He was just so good. So this is what they want. This will improve them and hopefully they'll get a good result tomorrow night. 
plenty of lessons to learn. I'm sure Ravens Absolutely. fans will be hoping for a result tomorrow night. Well, Tony, thank you very much as ever. Okay, we now move on to the Manx rugby season, which is now very much underway with both UK and domestic competitions now up and running. Douglas are on the hunt for their first points of the season in the regional North 2 West. Meanwhile, Vagabonds are heading off Ireland to get their season in the County's 3 ADM Langs Cheshire League with what looks to be a daunting test in front of them to start their campaign. And domestically, games are taking place in the north and south of the island. Dave Christian has been taking a look at what's to come. thing to go to, I think, is Douglas. Uh, they've played two, lost two. This week, they go away to Rochdale. Uh, Rochdale have got a, a slightly more checkered record, I guess is the best way to describe it. They were promoted from Northwest two last season, but they've got some points on the board already. They beat Bowden in week one. They lost to Broughton Park last week, but still claimed two bonus points for a moment. So they're actually up into fifth place if my memory serves me correctly and uh, they could be a challenging set of opponents for Douglas no team news from Portishe yet but there were no injury reports from last week other than prop forward Simon Hodgenot who picked up a hamstring injury in week one he didn't play last week there's no suggestion that I've seen anyway on the wires that uh, Simon's going to return this week so it looks like uh, Owen Carvin and Rob Todd will be doing the big shift up front but aside from that Douglas looked to be uh, they're strong they're mobile in the back line as I say week in week out with me fingers crossed and me toes crossed and everything else crossed hard pitches at the start of the season should suit the Douglas back line the big challenge for them is winning enough ball in the forwards I'm not sure whether they're going to be able to do that against Rochdale it's a team that's been off my radar for a few seasons but uh, fingers crossed they should be able to pick up something over there in Rochdale Vagabonds on the other hand they open their league campaign away at Berry. now Berry, a team that um, I mean I've been making Cheshire Bowl arrangements for Ramsey over the last couple of weeks and uh, when inevitably when you're talking to a fixture secretary they mention the Isle of Man rugby scene and they ask about Douglas and Vagabonds and uh, when I say Vagabonds having an opening game against Berry, the reaction has typically been the same oh dear that's not going to go well Berry are one of the fancy teams I think in this league at least on paper because and there's a big but no games have been played yet. So I know that uh, the, the UK grapevine is is what it is, but to suggest that Berry might be the possible league winners when nobody's thrown a ball or kicked a ball yet is, is perhaps a little bit hasty. But nonetheless, Vagabonds go to Berry. It may be a daunting game for them, but they are pretty much at full strength. Interesting, when their team was announced, Ross Pullman comes into the back row. Now, Ross has been out for a couple of seasons with a knee problem. So Ross Pullman's stepping back up to the plate. And also we see uh, Chris Kay and uh, Mitch Wells, who weren't regulars in the last couple of seasons. They're coming and stepping up to the plate as well. So they've got those experienced players. They've got a good crop of youngsters as well. Cole Donnelly at scrum half, Will Taylor at uh, standoff, and Cal Donnell and Cam Finley in the centres. There's plenty of young talent there and uh, Vagabonds should be able to make a good go of it but uh, at least if what the UK grapevine is telling me I think Berry might be a bit too strong for them domestically just two games they're uh, in the Ravenscroft Manx Shield and they're the two intra-club games so we've got Southern Nomads Greens versus Southern Nomads Whites and Ramsey Reds versus Ramsey Blues the guys have just gone with shirt colour for the uh, titles uh, it, there's nothing mysterious about why they're called Reds and Blues or Whites and Greens for that matter all games kick off at 2.15 uh, down at Balakilia and at the Murak Park in Ramsey the games are quite significant because both sides have Cheshire Bowl matches coming up Ramsey have got a friendly next week against Caldy and then the week after that Southern Nomads play Ramsey at the Murak Park in the Cheshire Bowl and then the week after that 
Nomads are away at Ellesmere Port and Ramsey are away at Hoylake. So these games today are selection matches and will allow those players on the fringes of a first-team squad to be able to stick their hands up. At Ramsey, there are plenty of those. Ivo Murray's come in, a new youngster. We've seen Braden Roach last week pick up two tries in the game at the Merrick Park. So Ramsey do have some youngsters coming through who weren't on the uh, radar last season. And similarly, Southern Nomads have got, have got a mixture. The players that have caught the eye so far, we've got Ori Watterson, as usual. Uh, Ori's always going to be there and thereabouts. was player of the year down there at Southern Nomads last season. And, uh, of course, uh, Alex Long with the boot. Uh, he's been kicking his his goals. And uh, again, you look up at Ramsey um, and uh, Brandon Atchison has been back onto top try scoring form from last season and the season before that. So everybody who's expected to do well appears to be doing well. A couple of youngsters coming through on the fringes. It's just what everybody wants to see. And those games, as I say, both of those games kick off at 2.15. Douglas is away at 1.30, but that is away at Rochdale. And Vagabond's kickoff will be 2.45 away at Berry. And those kickoff times dictated largely by their travel and arrangements. But uh, domestically in the local league, everything away at 2.15. And the games are at Balakilia Park down in Port Erin and the Merrick Park up in Ramsey. Manx Radio Sport. Dave Christian with that report there. This Saturday finally marks the second week of the new mixed hockey season. The early impressions were made by some of those teams competing across the divisions last Saturday, whilst others may be out to make a better impression this time around. I spoke to Ben Cunningham to find out what's in store for week two this Saturday. Let's firstly take a look at what's taking place this weekend in the mixed Premier League. And the early start, a 12.35 pushback, is Vikings B and they take on Backers A. Yeah, so Backers A coming off a win last week Vikings B coming off a loss last week so Vikings B will be up for this but Backers A will definitely probably look the stronger outfit out on the pitch and then we've got uh, three games all pushing back at five past two and it's a battle of the B teams at the NSC at five past two and it's Backers B versus Valkyries B yeah both teams suffered a heavy loss last week so both teams will be looking to really make up for lost ground from last week. Valkyries B had a very heavy defeat to Castletown Celts last week and then Backers B lost to their higher team Backers A. So this this will be a very close game I reckon. At the other 205 games we've got Ramsey A against Valkyries A. This will be a close game I reckon. Valkyries A they were very they were good last week but then they let a few goals slip in. But Ramsey A had a very heavy defeat as well to Valka uh, to Vikings A. So I I think Valkyries A will just get that one. And then what I've got marked down as the match of the day in this league is going to be Castletown Celts against Vikings A. Both teams had a really strong start last weekend, both winning very comfortably. So I think it'll be very close this game and it'll be interesting to see who comes out on top. Let's have a look at mixed division one then. And we have three games in that division this weekend. Yep. So the first game in this division is at 11.05 and it's at the NSC and it's Vikings C against Harlequins A. Harlequins A narrowly, narrowly lost out last week to um, Valkyries C 3-2. But then Vikings C drew one all with Castletown Southerners last week. So it'll be a close game this, but I think Harlequins will just get it on the edge. And then at uh, 12.35 at uh, Castle Russian, we've got Castletown Southerners and they take on Backers C. Yeah, so Castletown Southerners, as I say, drew with Vikings C last week, but then Backers C lost. So it'd be interesting to see how this one plays out. It could be very close, this one. 
And the late pushback in that division is at 3.35 at the NSC, and that is Vikings D, and they host Valkyries C. Yeah, both teams coming off uh, good wins last week, so this this will be close, but I think Valkyries C just looked the stronger outfit for this one. Okay, and then moving on to mixed division two, three games there as well. Yep, so at 12.35, we've got Valkyries D against Ramsey Ravens. Ramsey Ravens coming off a win last week against their second team in this league, Ramsey Rookies. Valkyries D coming off a 4-4 draw last week. So it's all up for grabs, this one. And then the other game at 12.35 in this league is Vikings E against Ramsey Rookies. Again, it was a very close game last week between Ramsey Ravens and Ramsey Rookies. But Valkyries, uh, Vikings E sorry, uh, won one nail last week against uh, Castletown. So I think Vikings E might just have the edge on this one. And then in the later start in Mixed Division 2, 335 pushback at Castle Russian. It's a Castletown derby, isn't it? Castletown Kushags and Castletown Camags. Castletown derby, you've got to love them, really. Always entertaining games. Uh, you know, a, a derby could go any way. So we'll just wait and see how this one plays out. Well, let's quickly rattle through the other games that are taking place. We've got three games in Mixed Division 3. Yep, so at 11.05, we've got Harlequin C against Castletown Cosney. 12.35, Harlequins B against Castletown Carracks. And then the game I've got marked down as the match in this league that'll be the standout one is Valkyrie's Colts against Backers Colts. Backers Colts kicking off their season this week, and it'll be interesting to see how the two Colts sides play against each other, both full of youth and energy, and it'll be really, really good to see you know, a lot of young talent in this league. And then last but certainly not least, we have games in the mixed under-15s. Yep, so we've got Castletown Savers against Backers, Ramsey Rogues and Rascals against Castletown Sharks. I must note, though, that both old games on Saturday will be observing two minutes' silence in memory of the Queen, and uh, all players are encouraged to wear black armbands as a mark of respect. Manx Radio Sport. That's all we have time for on Friday Sport Preview on Manx Radio this evening. Thanks to my guests this week, Tony Meppham, Ben Cunningham and Dave Christian. Have yourself a wonderful evening and until next time, bye for now. The Nation Station, Manx Radio.